Okay, good evening. So, actually this is a really important class. And I'm just going to highlight how important it is today. Um, now this afternoon, I kid you not, at about, I don't know, like, time in case I saw this person come to my office. I don't think anyone did. But an individual who is a very active uh, member of a uh, conservative temple in the Bay Area, came into my office, very active member, and he's uh, having physical health issues, mental health issues, um, his therapist almost wanted to, to institutionalize him simply because the therapist thought the person was suicidal. Uh, why is this person suicidal? Well, the person's had, uh, he says, to, this person feels he's not, um, but, but, but even the thought in the, all of his physical ailments are coming from stress as well as his mental ailments. And the reason is, is because he's had some pretty hard knocks of life the past few years. Um, and when I was speaking, he said to me, like, what could I do to improve this? I'm like, so in the conversation, he was not really interested in becoming a member of Orthodoxy, to be quite frank, for various reasons. Um, but I, I said to him, like, do you know what Amunah Bitochan is? And he's like, what's Amunah, what's Bitochan? And then I like, start to set this concept. He says, I don't think I understand. Like, you know, I believe, and, and he told me two or three conservative clergymen, what they call them rabbis, but they're clergymen, uh, so they, they believe the same thing, that God created the world, gives us free will, and was not involved in any of our decisions in life. And then he told me that he, that he believes um, and he was also told by this clergyman that prayer really is, has no effect, uh, but it makes you feel good, and that's important to feel good. It's an, like, it's an important thing to feel good in life and connect to your culture by through prayer, but it absolutely has no effect. And I was thinking to myself, like, what a nebuch. This guy is suicidal. He, he, you know, he, he, he's physically ill because of, of, of his stresses and, and emotionally ill, you know, gets himself depressed. And the answer is Hashem loves him to have faith in Hashem, to have love in Hashem. And he, his, 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 his brand of what you call Judaism, you know, he's a well-meaning person. Like robbed him not only of, of, of truth, but his own physical mental health. Like he has no amuna and bitachem in his life because he thinks that God's not involved in his life and everything that happened. I, truth is, if I thought everything happened to me, it was just some kind of chance and things are going wrong, like most people would be pretty depressed. Right? That's pretty depressing. Like things go wrong in your life and there's no rhyme or reason. Like, why me? What did I what what did I do to deserve this? And in, in a believing Jew, it's a different galaxy. It's a it's a completely different reality. I mentioned this Sunday morning on a small level, I was actually it felt good for myself, but you know, I, I shared this because it connected to the class I guess Sunday morning. Um, and that is Sunday, Sunday, 4.15 a.m., 4 a.m., I forgot what it was, in the morning, one of my children wake me up, and I didn't go back to sleep too easily, and this wasn't my baby, it wasn't Moshe, it was one of my kids who should not have woken me up, it was really not for a good reason, not really a legitimate reason, and, and, and I went to sleep about 2 a.m. So I was hoping to get five hours of sleep. I woke up at 7, 7.30 chakra Sunday. 
usually work a little bit older than that, but it was two a.m. approximately. And I'm looking at four fifteen. I'm like thinking to myself, I can't believe this happened today. And I had a lot of things to do. And after that four fifteen, I like I like slept like rest. You know, like you know, like that. Like not not first of all, not Remy. I'm not sure how much I slept to be honest. But when I said Moi Ani. Everything I need. Thought to myself, you know what? This kid, I'm going to tell him, and I did, that they really should not have woken me up and my wife. My wife went back to sleep, and I did not, for the reason they did. But, here's the kicker Hashem wanted me to wake up, because it didn't have. This kid can't wake me up. It was not supposed to be. You understand? It could have been a phone call. It could have been Moshe, the baby, who has really no free will about this. It could have been a million other things in life that could have worked. It could have been a car crash outside. That, that shop this morning, 40, 30 feet away from my house, there was a car, serious car crash. Right? A serious car crash. Uh, on the corner of Phantom uh, and Blackford, uh, at 8 a.m. in the morning, not actually 7.40 in the morning. And you could, you know... <laughs> I, I couldn't. I think I found the reason I woke up was not because of my kid. I sure wanted to make me wake up. No, uh, exactly. That means no kids waking me up. Now, I, I, I'm obligated to discipline them to teach them that they should not be the cause of me waking up. Especially keep it out of the aim and just their cherets and a million other reasons why I would tell them. But it's imagine if I thought my kid did it, I would have ringed them. You <laughs> stole my sleep. Don't you realize I went to sleep 2 a.m. last night and you woke me up at 4.59? I didn't sleep well. Do you know what I had to do on Sunday? I had to do this. I had to do this. I had to do this. I had to learn. You know what I said? You know, and I would think to myself, but... And then I said, well, why is God doing this? Thing? Well, I think I know Hashem knows best. But then I said, I was like, this guy today... I, was, I actually felt good. There's plenty of times where I fail on that test. I'm like, you know, you know, something happens to me and I blame the person or I, I, I forget about Hashem. But that Sunday morning... And I said to my da'ani, I was 100%. I knew that I got a terrible night's sleep and had nothing to do with my kid. Now, I had to discipline this kid. Discipline, I mean, tell them, don't do that again. Uh, but really, Hashem wanted me to wake up. Like, that's that's Amuna. Like, this guy is killing himself because he doesn't Amuna. Like, I would have ruined my day. And I, actually, I'll tell you the truth. That Sunday, this past Sunday, I actually, except for like, at the end of the day, I needed like, a serious coffee because I was really tired. Uh, but I really had a great day. I had a great day also because I didn't, Get upset. <laughs> I didn't. I, I disciplined, but I didn't get upset. I was. I really felt that I was supposed to be woken up, and that no one's going to do anything to me that God doesn't want. And that, that it's such a difference to live a life of where you believe in God, not just on a theoretical level, but in a very practical level. You know, the Mashiach of Lakewood, Matzel Salman Shlita, I say several times. It's Hachan. Is not only true, not only a reality, but it's great psychologically. I mean, it's an amazing difference in how you live in this world. You live differently. So what we learned today is super duper important. And really, if we inculcate this, we will live much better lives, much richer lives. What did I say? What's real rich? Who's a wealthy person? person who's happy with their portion. And the only way you can be really happy with your portion, that doesn't include just your bank account, but it includes the, 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 the deck of cards that your, your nature 
your nurture, your experiences, and the people you meet, and the people that wake you up, and the people that, that hit your car. Again, we're obligated to live in this world, but we have to remember there's nothing could happen to a person in Bar Hashem. And that's, today's vod is called Eimikram. There are no coincidences. There are no happenstances in this world. Any, you know, the Baal Shem, used to say, anything you hear, anything you see in this world, you are supposed to hear in Sarah. There's a message, sometimes it's big, and sometimes it's very small for you to take. Nothing, zero happens by chance. Now, if you choose to go on the internet and look at a site which is improper, that's not a message. That's your Yitzhahara <laughs> giving you garbage. That's a message. That, that's your Yitzhahara is romping on you. Uh, but, but that's, what's wrong with you, with you, things that you, you, or if you go to a beach, you put yourself there. If you go to a, a, a pub, <laughs> it's not a message from God. That's just, you know, if you come to a shir on a, on a Monday night, that's, right, well, you'll hear a message from Revolva, which is a good message to hear. But the point is, the things we experience, they're there for us. And there are tests in life, and there's challenges in life, and there's tribulations in life, and there's opportunities daily in life. And there's, actually, I had to de- deal we had this, uh, I had this, was it four? A little bit after that, my meeting, I had a phone call, which I really didn't want to have. Because <laughs> it was something which I viewed as, quite frankly, annoying. Because it was something I didn't want to have to deal with. It was nothing to do with anyone that you would know. But it was like, but you know what? It was for my best. I, for whatever reason, I had to have this phone call with somebody who was, I knew, I say it's annoying, but the person was going to ask me something. And I, and I knew I had to say no. And I knew they were going to drain me a cup, and they did drain me a cup. You know what drain me a cup is? Where's Tamara? She's going to... I'm going to Yiddish stairs. Yeah, yeah. so drain a cup is going to drive me crazy. And the person meant well. They were doing nothing wrong. But you ever have a phone call where you know you have to say no ahead of time, and you know you're going to have to listen to a whole song and dance, and no one's doing anything wrong. But, like, you know, like, why do I have to go through But then I... Then I I thought a little bit before and, and afterwards. I, there's, there's, if I have to have this phone call, that means Hashem wants me to have this phone call. It's part of character building. Maybe I can learn something actually from this person who drained me a cup. I learned something or two. Which, you know, it wasn't. It was the way they drained me a cup was interesting. It was a, a good approach. Uh, but the point is, I needed that for whatever reason. I, I may have dreaded that, but I did need that. And if I, the more I would have realized that, if I had to have this phone call, the better I would be. There's nothing. Means everything that happens to a person is for our better betterment at some level. We need to make very wise decisions, but to be cognizant and aware of that everything in this world that we experience comes from God. Now, well, I'm not going to get into how free will works with that right now, but suffice to say, life is like a GPS. Hashem will always give us what we need based on the decisions we make. The better decisions we make. Okay, like you made, a, ladies made a good decision by coming tonight. Because not because it's my class, because on a Monday night I, in, in, in the Bay Area, I don't think there's a better place for you to be than here right now. Um, uh, now, if your kids who needed you, then that would change it. If you had other stresses, that would change it. But everything being equal, this is a great place to be. Um, and again, I'm not judging those who couldn't be here. It could have been a very legitimate reason. My wife could not come here, even if she wanted to. She is... One, two, three, a few legitimate reasons why she can't be here. One is me, that I have to be here. So, but she does listen. She listens to some of them, yes. Yes, I know that because I heard Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to be careful what I say. You just reminded me. Uh, my wife has every reason not to be here tonight. No. Uh, but I'm, seriously, we make decisions and God will give us 
uh, things based on the decisions we make and actions. Some decisions we make a mistake, so God will give us the best, but th- there are mistakes that are made. So, but no matter what, after we've made our decisions, Hashem will always give us what we need. Or what we need. And that doesn't mean it could be a rectification, it could be a life experience, it could be a dot which somewhere down the line makes a difference. Right? It could be that, uh, that we're supposed to pray harder. It could be you know, getting Kabbalistic from a previous Gilgal, from a previous life. You know, there's no, there's a reason, but everything is for a reason. Cesar Volga, this is, he's quoting a very, very, probably for the most important and famous Rambans and Nachmanides. From the greatest and biggest miracles and the most famous miracles is that a person could admit uh, hidden miracles, which means it's not bailet. Like, I look at, I got married to my wife. Miracle. I mean, like, literally. You know how many things had to happen for that to happen? You know how many events, you know, that, I, 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 and I always said when I was dating, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, why is it taking so long? Why have to do this good? But I got married the first opportunity I did. I was the first boy and the first time she could possibly marry me, really. Um, and there are a million things that had to happen. I was read to her sister, blah, blah, blah. Like, but we all have these nice I, You know, the other day, uh, every time like, a person crosses Meridian, you get to the other side, it's a miracle, right? So, like, <laughs> a few Friday nights, like, a few Friday nights, I don't know if it was there. No, 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 you were there. Literally, we were walking. We had so much space, and my car just started speeding up. No, no, but like, it almost hit a few people. I was like crazy, and and, and it was, I think, about a, a second and a half away from people dying, you know, dying. I'm, like, I'm not kidding you, and really, like, really crazy. And like, a second and a half, it, we walked by these people today. Probably forgot about it. I largely forgot about it. But at that moment, I was like, oh my goodness. I was on the, and I was on harm's way. I was. A few feet, and there's a mayor was like three feet away from it, and there's several other people from the show that were literally the car and like screeched and like stopped like that. Uh, I think there was that, that I saw. I mean, you can walk on the highway, you make a turn, right? There's a million things in life, there's so many things we have to admit them, admit it. I mean, you look at I, one of the things I tried in my Jewish history series, you know, sometimes I push it because I think it's important to know Jewish history, but also. Uh, you know, I'm not just giving facts. I'm talking about like, how you see Hashem in Jewish history. In the Jewish, I mean, there are better series, I'm sure, but I, mean, I think it's important <coughs> you see Hashem Baruch Hu. And a, the Jewish people is all about miracles. So, I mean, Anisam and Nisarim is Yisayda Tarakula to see Hashem Baruch Hu in the world, to see Hashem in this world. She'en Adam, listen to the words of the Ramban Nachmanides. She'en Adam Chilik Betaris Maishra Abenu. Now, you know what's amazing? The Ramban, do you know when he wrote his commentary on Chumash? He wrote it when he... What? Good question. The Ramban wrote his commentary on Chumash when he went to Israel. He had had a very public disputation with a, a, with a, uh, a Christian apologist called Pablo Christianity uh, in front of the king of Spain. He destroyed him publicly. The Franciscans and Jesuits did not take kindly of I think Dominicans, excuse me. Jesuits not, were not even around the world at Dominicans. And he had to leave Spain. Uh, even though the king said he won, and the king gave him a salary, it became like a whole hullabaloo in Spain. This is the, the disputation happened in 1263. And a few years, and he, shortly after he went, made Aliyah to Israel, he came to Israel 
if you've ever been to the old city, there's a synagogue called the Ramban Synagogue in Yerushalayim. There wasn't a minion of Jews in Yerushalayim. There wasn't a minion. He had to go to Hebron to get Jews for a minion. I mean, it wasn't... He came to Israel in 1263. Uh, it was not a minion of Jews. The Crusaders had wiped out the Jewish community beforehand. And he's living in Israel, and he, he was away from his family. He, he, you know, um, he's writing, and everything that happens in life is Hashem. And a person who doesn't believe that is in la adam chelik b'teres Moshe Rabbeinu. You don't have a chelik in Teres Moshe. I told this guy today. You realize that your views said nicely are heretical. If you don't believe in Hashem, it's it's the greatest heresy. You think Hashem created a world that's not involved? You have no chelik in Teres. I would say it nicely because I. A Jew comes to my office, I shouldn't tell him the truth. I should be like those bozos who tell him that God doesn't care what you do with your life. And this guy's going to commit suicide because who's, who is, what cruelty to steal a person's faith in Hashem. What cruelty? It's like Stalin. Cruelty. No, seriously. They call themselves these people, they get paid to be quote-unquote rabbi. I mean, cruelty. Steal a person's amuna. Achzarius. This guy wants to kill himself because of that. There's no Hashem in your life, says the Ramban. You don't have a chilek in Teres Maisha. And you need to see Hashem always in it. The world's not just here. Things don't just happen without a Hakadosh Baruch Ben Berabin, things that happen to the Jewish people as a whole, right? Every day there's Jews in Israel. Every day, I think to myself, I was, you know, I, my, 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 you know, I, I got an email yesterday, Saturday night, from a lady. My, I was on this. My, 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 mother, my, my, my mother is a survivor of the Holocaust. I see we're related on one of these DNA. I'm on all the DNA sites. She's like my eighth cousin. My mother would be so happy to have a rabbi in the family. She tells me, I think to myself, like, you know, she's a survivor. And it's like, you know what a miracle it is that there's Torah in the world today after the Holocaust? That there's a lake with Yeshiva that has 7,000 students. That you have a Namir with 8,000 students. How do you not see HaKadosh Baruch Hu after a Holocaust like that? To have more Torah than ever today, since, since Babylonia, to have Jews in, in Jerusalem today as a miracle. Like you, read the, you read the newspaper every day, and we're all over the place. I mean, me and in the flights, how does a Jew, on the rabbit, in each one of us, here's the kicker, I mean, it's, it's easy for everything that happens. When I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu woke me up. Not my child. They were the, the messenger. Nobody wakes you up in this world. Without Hashem. Nobody. Not a human being. Not a car crash. Not the crank call. I one time I woke up like a crank call. I took when I was a bucker. I had a, a for a little bit I had a, my own apartment on Yeshiva. Uh, I was in Queens and I took off the ringer every night after that. But you know what? I did that just to style this. Everything the worst thing I woke up that woke me up was a crank call. It was a crank call I woke me up once after that. I was like, never again. But you know what that time it was Hashem, no one's waking me up. Nothing's happening at us on Hakadosh Baruch you know, a person, a person, God forget, gets um, a sickness or wins the lottery. It's not chance. Oh, God, Baruch I'm not just talking about a cancer, God forbid, again, a machlov. A wart on their toe. Mono. Hepatitis. Anything that happens to a person is from Hashem. You, got, you woke up one day and your leg is hurting, you have no idea why. Of course you go to the doctor. But on HaKadosh Baruch nothing happens to Hashem. If you don't believe that, says the Ramban, you have no chilek in Teres Moshe. You think things happen to you without HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything that happens to a person is from Hashem. And it's with love, by the way. It's all with love from Hashem. But it, it's for many reasons. 
You, know, you ever, you, you know, you, you, do, you do help, you help people every day. No? You, you, whether they, they, they need to know it's in a sonogram. Is that correct? Do you know you're, you're helping people? Are you creating it though? Those things are there from a God's We're just doing mass. Everything comes from Hashem. And if you don't believe that, you're missing the most integral thing in the world, says the Ramban. El Nyasim Mitzvah. If you're, and if you're going to do a mitzvah, uh, you'll get reward. We're just messengers. Everything is in Hashem. Of course, you are liable. So the kid who woke me up, if I wake somebody up, let's say you go into someone's room, you know, not your relative. You wake them up. You're a, you're a thief. person goes and steals money. They're a thief. But no one thing. If they're not supposed to lose money, this person, they wouldn't lose it. For whatever reason, Hashem, you know, May this person lose money. For whatever reason, there's a drunk driver. It's you know, how people talk all the time. A person gets hit by a car. God forbid, drunk driver today. You know the biggest drunkards are? Texters. Crazy. People drive texting. We should go him. Sitting there looking at their phones. I almost got, actually, in the way here right now, a lady like, was walking. She almost walked into a tree. Right in front of me. I walked, okay, this lady. She's looking, well, she almost walked into a tree. A drunk driver. A drunk walker, actually. Then she turns around, she saw me actually, she felt embarrassed. Well, she should be. I, I don't care. I mean, not just because uh, you, just because anybody. I mean, you know, but you know, persons, you know, person. Uh, but if he, let's say, God forbid, you know, my wife has a cousin, who was killed by a drunk driver many, many, many years ago. It's a whole organization in New York named as my wife's first cousin. It's killed after a drunk driver. I'm, 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 I'm a little personal over here. And I'm not talking to my wife's uncle, but. You can live life and think that that loser, that terrible person who's, I'm sure, being punished in Shemayim after 120 years for killing somebody, manslaughter, Abba killed a, killed a pregnant, my wife's cousin, first cousin was pregnant, their first baby at the time. Okay? She was a young, pregnant mother. So my oldest first cousin, I think, or one of her oldest first cousins, uh, so many years older than my wife. Okay? You can think that that guy, by some crazy chance, Killed my wife's first cousin. Or you could know. I'm just think to appease you. Because this is the truth. That that guy is guilty, but she was supposed to die. Because Hashem decides who dies. <laughs> not a drunk driver. Not some shugana, right? There, there is a time and place that a person is supposed to die. Now, if a person jumps off a bridge, you've judged yourself. But if we've done safe acts, if you smoke, you'll kill yourself. But if you didn't smoke... And you never did anything, and you get a person, God forgets, emphysema or lung cancer and dies. That's not from anything but a Kashmarku. Nothing of Hashem. There is nothing. There is zero, there is zilch, nikra. In fact, the fact that this guy came to my office today, you know, this guy, it's crazy. I, I didn't realize I was going to give this chair. I, looked at, I opened this book after I met with this person. I opened it to prepare for it tonight. After I met this person, I think to myself, like, how in the world is this guy, what a Ganeva that these people stole from him. They stole his moon. No, I'm not, you know, and he stole his faith. So if he's so active and conservative, why did he come to talk to you? Rather than... That's, well, a, that's no, really, no, it's, that's really not, that not, not, nothing to do with the class. Not for a different reason, nothing to do with the class. Yeah. So, but the point. So he must also realize in some. No, no, it's nothing, it's nothing to do with the Muna. He, he didn't even know he's at, why he was at. He had something very for a different, very different reason. He came. But he must have realized he wasn't going to get the answer where he was. That's what I'm saying. But not. Yeah, it had not really, really nothing. Right. To do with, not, so, but the, the, um, 
but, but the point I'm saying is, oh, I, even the fact that this guy came today, <laughs> why did he come to have us today? It's also a mikra b'yoylem. A mikra b'yoylem called mo'ira b'gzeris el-yoyin. Kam mo'kum levar latzmenu inyan ha-shkach el-yoyin. And he says, therefore, now is a time and place to elucidate what is ha-shkach el-yoyin. Kum. I was abyssal Yiddish. Heinz. We started at 8.30 tonight. We're now at 8.30. I know. I, I was down in the Kafskos. Um, it's 8.45 before. Alt is good. But I missed you for your Yiddish. Okay. So it says Revolva, I'm going to explain to you that you say this of Ashkoch. A person needs to know Ashkoch practice divine providence. Number one. In a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Yoyitzer called Raga Mechash Eschoik, as Meshichas Kara Orif, the father of Neufel, called out of the Matzah, the Matzah, the Chen Koshar Kuki Ateva. The laws of nature are built. God created the laws of nature. That's how He created the world. How the, the earth will rotate, uh, uh, you know, gravity, you know, um, you know, all of the, the, the laws of physics and chemistry, God created, a, by, by the way, I mean, the more a person sees how everything stems in the world, how everything works in this world, like, you know, it's an amazing thing. It's a world. But we're not talking about faith coming out. But God created a world where there, there, are, laws, there are laws of nature. The, number, number two is, But, the laws of nature God created permanent, but the, 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 the life force in all humans is constantly given to God. You're constantly judged on your life. Which means we are judged. That's not a law of nature. <laughs> right? We're, none of us in this room are laws of nature, how our bodies work, who we meet, our, 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 you know, how much hormones are pumping through the second, you know, you know, there is, our life itself is judged all the time, right? And it's actually judged um, in the world, of, of the, the existence of the world. I mean, the, the every day God evaluates the human beings and creatures every day. Every day we're evaluated. It means that's not set. <laughs> we're not set. We're not like a, a, a ball you'll drop and fall. It doesn't go that way. Number three, Shem knows what you're thinking this second and what I'm thinking this second. Eh, he knows what, how we said a bracha. You know, <laughs> I said a brain of fashion about this guy today. He was like shocked. Oh, Rabbi, you're so religious. This is a guy for the most active people. I'm so religious saying brain of fashion. Thanking God. Well, you know what? How have I, we should notice how we say brain of fashion every day. You know, God knows exactly how much we thought about our Berena Fashuses, or when we prayed, where our head went, or, or, or the, the, the level of happiness we had. A million knows everything. Hashem knows every degree and how much under the circumstances we could have had. Kalash of Kalash, Shokol Nivra, Bechoregamash, every, everything. Kagaj Barucho is the greatest Kavayachal super community Peter we can ever imagine. Plus, 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 we can imagine. If a leaf falls from a tree, every leaf, probably right now, trillions, know, millions, billions of leaves around the world just fall. Every leaf that fell down. Actually, omnipotent. It's, it's like you and I. We have very limited storage drives in our, 
right? you know, it's like 3G, 4G, 5Gs were banning China. We can't uh, let it over here, but you know, we're limited. Hagadish Baruch Hu is omnipotent. He knows every leaf that's falling down and why every leaf fell down. Ruki is everywhere. Just like our neshama fills our entire gulf. There's nothing, or there's no, our neshama is from our fingernails to our eyes. To, and we're filled with our neshama. With our soul. Is eternal, omnipotent, and eternal. is everywhere. He knows our beginning and our end. Number four. This is on, online, but you can listen to it when you're done. Memorize this. Everything that happens in this world, everyone you meet, every person you meet. I remember the first time you came to the show. Right? I mean, every person you meet. This is Pratis. You know, the Lieberman's are moving, Mr. Shem, it's the right place. I remember the first time you came to the show. She was your shadchan for that. A long time ago already. Right, she brought you here first. Um, no? Laura Martyr. Laura Martyr. Okay, so Laura Martyr was here before the Lieberman's were here, even. But she's long gone, Laura Martyr. Right? Long gone. And for whatever reason, you were supposed to come here. There's a million people, everyone we meet in this world. Like, I always look back, which yeshivas I went to. There was one time I was, there's been times I was accepted to yeshivas, and I ended up the craziest reason going to that other yeshiva, back the rest of my life. You know, I went to University of Pennsylvania Law School. I'm not joking, by the way. I, I, I was, well, I don't know if you ever heard that before. I want to make sure you knew that. Just in case, you know, maybe you thought I went to like a, a poor school, like, like Harvard or Stanford, right? Like, no, but on a serious note, I, you know what happened? I, when I, before I went to Mir Shiva, I had been accepted to NYU. It was also a pretty good school. I deferred them for two years. I did not go. And I was only in the Mir. And I was, it was liquid. And for whatever crazy reason, I'm not going to get this in my, in my bio, decided to, I was going to reapply to law school. And when, I was in, when I was in BMG in Lakewood, I was going to Eretz Yisrael. I remember this vividly. I was going to apply to a few schools. Four. I was going to apply to four schools. And I don't know, I was not really interested in going to Penn. Not at all. I told this to my wife. But I said, you know what? It doesn't hurt. I filled out the application the last second, threw it into the mailbox the day I was going to Israel for circus. And that's where I ended up going. It was like, it was so crazy. That's my wife. It was like, I wasn't even thinking. And because of that, like, there's so many events in my life that happened because of that. Right? But, 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 but you meet one person. You know, when was the last time we talked to Laura Margaret here yesterday? What? Laura Martyr? Huh? Oh, really? You're still in touch with her? Uh, so she gives uh, lessons. And you speak to her? Uh, briefly. Okay, good for you. But it could have been even six for eight years. And still, because and, I all have those kind of things. You meet one person, you know, and, that, and you, you move on. And like, you don't realize that it's still, or even that, 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 that morning, you meet into the guy who bumps into you and is rude, and it could ruin your whole day. Oh, not any person you meet is. You were supposed to meet that rude person. It wasn't for naught that that happened. Everything that happens. And some things we'll never know the reason. We'll never ever realize why. But we know, we know with perfect faith, we're supposed to have the experience. We're supposed to meet it. Sometimes we're lucky enough to see the reason. Other times we don't know the reason. But in Hagi, he, 
I know one thing, that the GPS of Hashem will go according to reward and punishment. Sometimes it's to give a person punishment in this world, to clean them for the next world. Sometimes God forbid it's the opposite, to reward a person in this world, you should get nothing in the next world. Sometimes it's to make you realize the error of your actions. Sometimes it's because we're not praying, sometimes, we're, sometimes we're, we're, we've lost focus. And it's like, but everything will depend on our actions. We'll do this, Hashem will do this. Right? There's, there's, there's immediate reasons, and there's, there's eternal. You know what eternity is? <laughs> you know what eternity is? Oh my goodness, you know what, you know what it makes a difference of forever? Of what we do in this world forever and ever and okay, I keep going ever and ever. It's big stuff, to say at least. Shekol and everything's going to be dependent on that. We choose, but know that our success and our failure will be up to Hashem. And we should know the more connected to Hashem, the more siyat and shmaya we have, the more divine hashkacha we have, the more a person clings to Hashem Baruch the more they're blessed with siyat and shmaya. With divine assistance, to this number five. Akavana kol is shakashbarach minas lamahul lahaviyik ulachonah, which is, means at the ultimately on a colossal level, on a big level, everything that's happening to the Jewish people and the world, and all of us, we all have a part in the messianic process, which means how we live our lives will affect how Mashiach comes. It's not because if it just tests, then if I have a good day or a bad day, it makes a difference. But we're all at some level, part of a big scheme as well. That's why belief in Mashiach is one of the cardinal principles of faith, dogmas. Because you have to know that everything happens to me and you doesn't just affect us in our reward and punishment. It will also affect, at some level, the Messianic process. Um, and the redemption of the world. Hashem is able to plan everyone everything to give them their opportunities and their challenges and their test tribulations to get to that final point of Mashiach. Now, Mashiach can come different ways depending on you and I, right? How we deal with the challenges we give. We affect always, not just ourselves, but the world and, the, and particularly the Jewish people. Um, even, even a Russia, you know, even, you know, even a Russia. We'll bring the gula. It's an amazing thing. Haman, bring the gula. Hitler, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a line here. I don't think the reality is it probably would not be a state of Israel if it wasn't for Hitler. Now, probably would be a lot more, millions of more Jews, but most likely, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding you, not. The chance of Israel coming to existence would not have happened. There's whatever, how, why, I'm not, I, that's way beyond any, I don't I have the chutzpah to say that. But I think just from looking at history, I don't think it would be. I, you know, there are a lot of other things that could have happened. He too, the biggest rush I can think of it since, since probably Titus, or who knows when, you know, a, a person is the, the essence of evil, you know, he, at some level, brought something of, of Mashiach because we were judged at a level. Even in the Holocaust, I say that, you know, I, I always say this, and I, I look at my own life, I should not be alive. I wouldn't be alive for the Holocaust. My mother's parents had spouses before the Holocaust. <laughs> They're a second marriage. I mean, uh, what does that mean for someone like me? You know, I'm a grand... Well, I'm in a beer, right? So, uh, thank you. Uh, it's not an insult in any way. It's just a fact. Yeah, I had very little to do with me being here. or there. I, Now I can fix the future. But no, I'm just playing with you. Right. So the, the point is, is that everything has a reason. Now, we would never want a Holocaust 
for the pain and suffering that happened. But again, to think of a world where, where Hitler was the one who decided that my great-grandparents were murdered and my, and my great-uncles and aunts, many of them, were, mur- were murdered. And actually, my, since my grandfather had children, my mother's half-siblings were murdered just because of geopolitics and an anti-Semite I think that's pretty cruel to even think that way. And now, if you want to say, how could God let that happen? Because God is on a diff- is on looking at the world much different. I have no understanding, but I can tell you, lots of things happen which will even bring the gula because of that. Now, I'm not again. I'm not going to talk about the Holocaust and theology, but to think I, I, I can't finish to think that people were murdered and there's no rhyme or reason. Right? That's cruelty. To think that people were saved. You know, someone says, I don't know why I was saved. If you were saved, Hashem wanted you to be saved. You were a person. And by the way, we'll just want something I'll say. Anyone who died in the Holocaust is in, is in the highest levels of heaven forever. Those people were Kirol Kirishu Kirishu Hashem. They're, they may have suffered in the Holocaust, but their suffering brought is bringing us closer to Mashiach. You know the merits of those people? And I'm not saying we'd ever look for that. You know the schusen of those people, especially those who kept Torah and Mitzvahs in the camps, the, the, the scar they'll have forever, the, the reward, I'm, again, I'm not here to talk about the Holocaust, which is so inexplicable, I'm not coming to explain it, but, I, I, but nothing, nothing, every ounce of pain, those people, and every child, and every baby who was innocent, it was also part of the Messianic process, for whatever reason. Right? It is nothing, I, I take that just because to realize there's nothing in our lives, zero, that's not from Hashem. And it's not with love. Everything will be with love. Whether we can fishtay. Understand. Oh, you're Kavaldic. Kavaldic. I'm sure like, you're not from Tehran anymore. You're from uh, Budapest, uh, Krakow. Right? You know, actually, Budapest, they didn't speak such good Yiddish. Krakow. Or from my, my grandparents, Horbazor, Zlotchov. No, Thomas Lebelski. This is a good, good place to come from. As is Tehran, right? Yeah, man, you know, it's it, it, only things, you know, it, actually, if it wouldn't be the Holocaust, I wouldn't be teaching to, and if it wouldn't be what happened to Tehran, you, we and I wouldn't be here today. There's reasons for everything. We all wouldn't be here today. Hashem, there's a reason. And that, again, to live in the world, you need to know that everything, mamish everything comes from Hashem. Mamish everything. Big and small. And everything's now a part of our own test in life our own challenges in life, but everything, every ounce of pain, every joy is also part of a messianic process as well. We're just doing this so shorthand, but it's important Israel you say this. Elohim, Bikitzer Nimrod, it's very quickly, a cliff, cliff note version of how, how the divine providence in the world. Alina l'Islamic, what we need to do to ourselves is lahamin is to inculcate, to believe the little and to, to see Every day in this world, every moment in this world, life and death, health and sickness. Some people have easy time having children, some people have infertility problems, sometimes we make our efforts and we're extraordinarily successful. And other times, we're complete failures. Oh, the failure, the success. You think you're successful? One of the biggest sins is to be a Baal Gaiva. You know what Gaiva is? Is to forget about Hashem. To forget about Hashem. I mean, all success comes from God. 
And all failure comes from God if we do our part. Now, if we don't do our part, we fail. <laughs> you know, if we don't make an effort. That's not God. That's, that's, we're, that's our own failure, you know. But it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Olam Yish Bazem now he says you have to be careful about boundaries. As I just mentioned that before, Hashkacha and Tchum Chiyavuno is a boundary. What God does is our own things that we're obligated to live the way we're supposed to live. You cannot eat cholesterol and smoke and never exercise and stress yourself out. If you have someone stress, but and, and sit and be a couch potato and sit and read your look your. Your, your crack phone for all day long and sit on a couch or even read a book all day and you know and, and think you're gonna be live a healthy happy life, right? That's not right? A person can't sit in a corner and not do any work and get a job. It doesn't happen. You gotta make you know you want to get married. You gotta go, you know go on a date. <laughs> and I just told somebody they they wanted to do something. I said I quoted to them a famous hockey player. Michael Jordan. No, his name was his name was Wayne Wayne uh, something. Yeah, Wayne something, a hockey player. Says, "How do you know that? I think I heard that before, right? Right. So now he said a good line. You hit zero shots, which you don't take. You hit the puck. If you don't make the effort, it will never happen. Right? You can't get married. If I know somebody recently, I told him, you, you think you're going to get married? If you sit there and think God's going to zap a woman into your life, it's not happening." You make no effort. Not, you want to get a job. You just going to sit there and get a job. It doesn't have. We have our obligations. You want to be healthy. You got to eat healthy. You got to exercise. You don't exercise. You think you know. You want to eat healthy. Don't eat white bread. Get the seven grain bread. I hope a lot. All right. I get. I'm on. I'm on commission. Uh, but we got to do our part. The dogma. Hanifkash im bas the shem shalach. So he's giving this vibe probably to boys. So you meet a girl for a shalach. Oh my goodness. Can't tell you. Oh, the worst is somebody marries the wrong person and it's their fault. They didn't do due diligence. You know what the consequences of these things are? It's almost the worst thing you can do to marry the wrong person. I, it's really... The person doesn't do their due diligence. Maybe the person on the street, they just marry them. Anything's going to happen. It's a complete stranger. It could be a psychopath. You know, there's a, there's a person who burnt down a rabbi's house in Brooklyn last week. You want to see this? Mm-hmm. So, Ellie Abrams knows this guy from, from Pittsburgh. So the guy is a complete lunatic. The one who burnt down the house. The burnt down the house. He's the guy tattooed on his arm. They killed a rabbi, a machshmo. And he said this guy was a complete lunatic. And he married a girl who was a normal girl. Who was, what? Nothing. The guy's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. So what? Nothing happened to him. People know who he is. The guy is a psychopath. But you know what happens if you deal with a psychopath? There's something called transference. They're angry at somebody. They become angry at... A, uh, hey, there are rabbis who do terrible things or mess up. But there's, no, there's also people who get caught in a crossfire, right? So again, to our knowledge, he did nothing. This guy, but the one thing is clear, this guy's a bona fide psychopath. And the other thing, what Ellie Abrams told me, this guy married a girl who's normal. He knows him from Pittsburgh. A normal girl who was a foreigner who just married anybody. You know, I'm not blaming her. I don't know the situation. But if you marry a psychopath, you're, gonna, you're up for... Now, she's no longer married to the guy. And that's part of the reason this rabbi, he said, took the side of the girl. You know, whatever it is. But like, whatever this is, I mean, you marry somebody who's a psychopath, it's going to affect your life. Right? So your job is, when you're dating somebody, 
right? You better look into who you're dating. And then, like, you know, olive base. You know, you got to look into what you're doing, he says. And don't, like, think, oh, maybe I'll get a symbol and a sign. No, you're dating one, you have to make sure she's, you know, the right one, it makes sense, and this and that. Now, it could be you marry somebody, you did all your due diligence, and then that's who you're supposed to marry. But if you didn't even look into her, you didn't even find out who she was, the Shidduch system's amazing. You screen the person. When you're before you're emotionally, I mean, the, the guys who world, they're physically, intimately involved. I mean, they can't think clearly. They can marry anybody. They're already, by the time they, their brain's working, they're already, you know, it's not a, but in the Shidduch world, you screen. Is this person for me? Does it make sense? You're, it's cerebral. Right? We have a brain for a reason. And we have, we're, we have, Things we're supposed to do. You take a job. Which you, you, go, you know, sometimes people go to training and they never think about it before they, they get, take a job. It's very hard to change course midway. Sometimes you can't even. You're stuck in a job. You have to support a family. I worked summer once. Some guy showed up at 9 in the morning. It was his first day. He left for lunch at noon. He called and said, this isn't for me. I'm not coming back. He's lucky he could do that. I, no, I agree. So, but the point Everyone is... Everyone thought he was crazy. But imagine the going to medical school and they're not realizing you hate being a doctor. It's a lot of years in medical school, no? A lot of guilt. Sach guilt. You know what guilt is? Money. 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 Good. Right, you're stark. Right? A lot of money to spend on medical. You don't want to be a doctor you spend the, because you didn't use your brain. You know? I have two left hands. And I'm a righty. So if I, I'm like, I couldn't be a surgeon. If I would be a surgeon, Rahmanas let's on people. You know, I would, you know, but my point is that I'd be living in La La Land. You know, I was just telling my wife, my, I, I've mentioned this before, I hated statistics in college. I thought it was such a boring thing. Another thing is with JSN, I went to their dinner this year this like game they, 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 at the table. I didn't do, I can't do things which I find to be silly. So my kids brought me to this escape room. I've done decently, I've got decent IQ. I can't do this thing, I just, it means nothing to me. Like, something like, I can talk some topics for hours, every angle, but like, I don't function. If, and then I, if I would be, a, if I'd be get a job in statistics, I'd be, I'd be deluding myself and I or didn't think through life and I had a job, I would hate my life. <laughs> I'd be so bored. I just, it's not for me. I don't like these things. I don't, some things I can talk about and I'm interested in, but you know what? There are people all the time that don't do the due diligence and they say, well, God, why is this happening to me? You know, why am I married to this person? How come I can't make a living? Why I moved to a place, you know, recently somebody told me that people move to places successful, people move to places and they're miserable. Why is this happening? Well, maybe you should have thought a little bit carefully, you know, person makes an investment into a business now they're bankrupt. Why is you, you, it's not God? It's not a sham. You did that to yourself. Our our says our ambition is to make common to do our hashtalis. You know, person smokes cigarettes. The chances are that they're going to get very sick. Don't blame that on God. Im- Ethics of a Heart, which is an amazing safe. I did, I did about 17 classes on it a few years ago on Bitachan. We do our part. And of course, we have to do the mitzvahs and the veris. You know, do this, you know, what we're supposed to do. And we should do everything that makes sense to be successful eternally, eternally, proper mitzvahs, and in this world, 
You've got to pay your taxes. You've got to pay your bills. You've got to eat healthy. If you want to stay married or get married, you make the certain things. You want to raise your children. You know, it's a full-time job. It's like you've got to do things. That's, you know, there's, uh, kids are constant work at all ages. And you don't, they don't outgrow that. You know, they just to change it. They, you know, no, they just the, the what the issues are just change, <laughs> the, right? I mean, there's, it, it doesn't change until they marry them off, and then it's somebody else's problem. L- large, large, largely, you're still not exempt. But but you know, the, at the end of the day, you know, there's you got to raise children. It's you're on call, right? And if, and and if you make poor decisions with children, you could it could have long term effects, really long term effects. Um, so a person needs to do what's smart and what makes sense and intelligent and, and, and you know in every area of life and, and, and again if we don't you can get punished in this world if you don't take care of your health you will get consequence you don't sleep you'll get sick period uh, you, you don't you don't have derech errors to people you'll have bad relationships you don't do good business decisions you may end up in financial problems you steal, you can end up in jail. A person, and then that's in the physical world. On the spiritual world, a person is going to do actions. For sure, for sure it's going to affect us spiritually. What we do, what we, we create our reality after we do our part, Hashem will give us what we're supposed to get. But we make decisions all the time. We need to make good decisions. Don't that really is God. Right? You have to make intelligent, smart, correct decisions. But afterwards, after we do our part, we need to know that all success and all failure based on the decisions we make is up to Hashem. Right? A person goes on a date and like, some just don't have that success. If you don't have kids, you don't listen, you gotta do certain things to have kids, right? But not necessarily do you get successful in that. Right? You want to get married, you got to do your part. If your person comes to the FSS before with, with smelly teeth and stains on their shirt, they're not doing their stylus. If a person comes to a job interview, you know, late, and they burp on the job interview, you know, um, you know, most bosses don't want you, even if you're qualified otherwise. Right? We need to do our part. Let's say you have the best resume. You went to, let's say, University of Pennsylvania, and you come on time. And you brush your teeth, and you look presentable, and you have a good interview, and you didn't get the job, then you're never supposed to have that job. And you need to know that 100%. And let's say you got the job, and it turns out not to have been the job you wanted, and you looked into the job, and you double-checked the job, and now you meet the nightmare person of your life is next door to you. You were supposed to have this job. Maybe you're not supposed to stay there, but you did your due diligence, that's the job you were supposed to have. You looked into this job. And by some crazy chance, this job has a Meshuggah as your neighbor. So you have to either learn to deal with them or look for a new job. But you were supposed to have this experience. But not if you went to the job and didn't do your due diligence. You got, didn't get the job. That wasn't supposed to happen. You were supposed to do the due diligence. Let's say a person didn't do the due diligence. So I should make them another opportunities. But you also may have lost the job that you were supposed to get at one point. I mean, not we have to do intelligent things. The Hatzlacha, though, comes from Hashem. You marry a person and then end up getting sick. It's from Hashem. Yeah, you know, you have very real little idea 
Uh, you have children. Of which children? The best families can the most difficult children. Other people, like, you think that, how did this person? I had a friend who came from, it was a great person, who came from a bona fide family in Meshugoyim. I'm telling you, I look, like, I look back, it's a miracle. The guy, the family is crazy. And this family, how did they get a kid like that? And then another family I know, such nice people. Their kid is such a troublemaker. You know, I shouldn't give him the troublemaker. This is my gosh, Baruch I know, listen, I have every kind of child. Not, not, I shouldn't say that. I have different kinds of children. You know, and sometimes you think it's like, why? Like, Bashan, for whatever reason, picked me as the parent of these children. With all their great things and trouble things and happy things and challenging things. Um, every child that I have is custom made for me and my wife. And they believe it or not, I can't explain to them yet. They, each kid's sibling is custom made for them also. Now, they may they not agree with me now or that day for a few years. But thus is the fact. Right, that's Yiddishkeit, that's Torah, that's Emes. Everyone you meet, and all of our siblings, and our relatives, or in-laws, is, is where we're supposed to have that experience. For whatever reason, Akash Baruch gives us, we have to make due diligence, but after that, Akash Baruch picks exactly what we're supposed to have in this world. Now, if we, you know, if we choose to marry somebody whose mother-in-law is a known psychopath, then you're going to deal with a psychopath the rest of the well, you marry a girl who's or boy. You, you said if you marry someone who's mother-in-law. No, your mother-in-law, your mother-in-law making is a psychopath. So you've chose that. I mean, you could deal with that. If you marry somebody who's diabetic, you've chose that. I mean, that is your reality. If you marry somebody who has asthma, I have mild asthma. You know, I, I, I remember my wife. And we're dating. Like she, she told me like, a few things, which were nothing terrible. Like any possible. Like she didn't want me to marry her unless I knew all of her, whatever. Uh, you know, like you know, you know, like date six. You know, I'm a little bit whatever. You know, I'm like okay. You know, but, but the point is, you know, sometimes you marry so you have no idea. Sometimes you marry someone. You know, my wife claims she's uh, has this thing, which is not a big deal. And you know, I knew that newly married her, and I actually haven't seen what she's talking about yet. But but she claimed to have this, you know, you know, whatever it was, say clumsy, nothing like terrible, it was slightly clumsy. Let's pick it like that, slightly clumsy, right? Uh, okay, I chose to marry a slightly clumsy lady. Uh, it, maybe she is, maybe she's not. But the point is, people could choose to marry a lot of things in life. You just need to know you're, you're picking that. You can pick your tests, right? You know, the Gemara says that Eretz Yisrael comes with you, sir, comes with serious tests. It's a good place to live. You just have to be ready for the tests, you know? You, but, but no one thing, there's a reality to our decisions. After the reality, everything's Hashem. So, you know, you can get the job, it makes sense, and then you have difficulties in the job, or the company fails, or you get a promotion, it's all from Hashem. You, you end up getting the best boss in, 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 in the world. <laughs> to teach ourselves to have a moon and hashkacha uh, is, it 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 when you read uh, uh, the news, good or bad, what happens in the world, you need to know, uh, is from Hashem. When, you saw the, when I saw the news about Iran, uh, this tanker, I thought about Israel. I thought about thousands of Jews. Not even Iran. You think Khomeini, that maniac, has anything? Hashem wants Khomeini not to be successful. You know, like, they're probably thinking to themselves, these Iranians, why Trump? What about uh, Ramat Trump? What? what? Ramat Trump. Okay, I'm sorry. Why, yeah, 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 yeah. So why Trump? 
Like, you know, they're thinking, like, why all this happened? Like, it could have had Hillary. They would have been doing whatever they wanted had they had Hillary. You think she would have said anything? No. You think Obama said anything? Nah. Yeah, they do whatever they want. I'm, I'm, I don't care. They, and Trump did other things which you can argue are crazy, but in this area, he's taking them on. Rightfully so. You know, the, uh, that's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know, you can plot, we say in Alain, you know, it's that time of Purim. Some people say at the end of the lane, God, you can plan, but if God doesn't want to be successful, you're not going to be successful in Iran or anyone else. Right? Everything is from Hashem. You read the news, you should see a Kaddish Baruch Hu every time I read about Israel. And you know, Hamas and Hezbollah also, it's for us to wake up. You think that some, some, some illiterate guy in Lebanon could affect the Jewish people without Hashem? Some, some person whose father probably beat him when he was five years old, you know, who knows, they were also in his life, killed people. He's going to affect Claudia. So it's only Hashem waking us up that we need to do tshuva. If the Jews didn't have enemies in Israel, they could totally lose focus. I'm not joking, by the way. You know, it's for us to do tshuva. We're, you think Israel is to wave a, a, a blue and white flag and we're done? We have to see, You know, when, when 80% of Israel doesn't keep Shabbos yet, that's, that, that's why we came back to Eretz Israel. We're there to keep Torah and Mitzvah. We're not based in Mikdash. We're so far from where we're supposed to be. It's not that, and again, it's an amazing accomplishment. I'm not taking away from that. We're so, these things are for us to wake up. It's the things, Hashem. Hatov, the good, the bad, everything. Was, and you know what the thing in life is? There are messages, messages we get every day. Is that the Jewish people right now? We get. I can help somebody. But I, we, we need to get it. Message for, for me and you. You know, there are things that Hashem gives us to wake us up. Wants us to do tshuva. Wants us to pray harder. Wants us to, to be more sensitive to others. Wants us to be kinder to others. Or to, to slow down in life. Or to take better care of our health. Or, or, or to be more considerate about other people's pain. Or, or, or to, to, wants us to fix something in this world. Because, you know what? Whatever, capitalistic in a previous lifetime, we didn't do it. And we got to do it now. And he says, you should know that, that one of the greatest things of Masur is to realize that to teach us that everything happens to us in our day, if you're woken up at 4.15 by a child, or at 4.15, if you got a call, you won the lottery. Like, you know, in the aura, they call you like in the middle of the night. There's like this, this lottery. Imagine someone calls in the middle of the night, you won a lottery. It's all the same. It's all coming from Hashem, right? You, you realize that nothing, you're stuck in traffic, Okay, I'm going to work on my patients, I'm going to listen to a good podcast about Amuna, and I, uh, you know, or I need to know the news, and maybe I'll get from the news, I'll understand, wow, I've got to dive in harder for this, whatever it may be, or I'm going to let somebody go who's trying to make a left because they're stressed out. I honestly, I've said this before, I don't like pushing the button here because I see people are stressed. Sometimes they stop for me, but, you know, often actually, people write kind here. But I, you know, I don't like stressing people. I don't push the button. You know, I'm happy to sit there and to think to myself and, Either when it slows down, there's no cars, I'll push the button, or they'll stop and I'll cross either way. But everything, let's say, sometimes that's what happens. It happens to me at least once a week. Person stops, right? Person stops. I gotta go, right? Now, the next car is not so kind. They don't want me to go. And you know what I'm talking about when cross Meridian? So I'm put in a situation like, I'm crossing, the other guy gives you a face. I didn't do anything wrong. So why am I getting that face? Maybe it's that I should have a little bit of self knowledge. Be careful and consider others. Maybe when other people are going, I should be more patient. I see the difference when I'm walking, how a nice, considerate person versus not considerate person. 
or I should feel bad. This guy must be stressed. Or he's an anti-Semite, which is even worse for him. I feel bad in an anti-Semite. What a terrible thing to be a wretch to be an anti-Semite. I don't, you know, uh, he deserves a punishment, but I don't feel bad for an anti-Semite. Most of them are anti-Semites are just stressed out. But if, you know, thank God. Uh, but the point is, is like everything we experience is to learn from. Really, to gain from, to glean from. Um, income, you're tired, so you know where to go to sleep early tomorrow night. That's all. You know, income, welcome to constantly going to be talking about Shem. He says a whole section of Bitachon. But he says, now we're focusing on divine providence. And that, and this, we have to say, we're almost done with the Roshas. The Roshas in the pathways of life. Rabbeinu Asher was a great, great. 13th century Ashkenazic German sage, live to Hashem, you should have trust in Hashem. Behold, this Yid who is in my office, this poor Jew, whose Amuna was stolen, it would have, like, a different life, you would not be there today like this. You have to know with all of your heart, Umahamin, Bashkacha Protest, Divine Providence. God sees everything, is involved in everything. I'll call Darachi Ish. All of our ways, person doesn't believe that God took us out of Egypt, even doesn't believe in, in, in that God created the world. is to know that everything is from Hashem. It's not to say believe in God. Every prick, every cut, whether the cut heals quickly or shortly, every experience is all from Hashem. Ain't suffolk, there's no doubt. The more he strengthens himself in seeing Hashem's constant divine providence on a, on a global and on an individual level, it will change completely and radically how we live in this world. Where you see uh, uh, real faith. You should always be in front of Hashem. You, nothing knocks you off course of life. Dafke um, emuna, and emuna is the yisayit of kol atarakula. It's as as the as Ramban or as the Rosh school as well. It's the essence of a Jew. Ilazayis, if that's the case, a Jew should try to work on for a long period of time, stopping to smell the coffee. And the coffee of life is that to realize, you know, coffee of course is to realize, like to wake yourself up and see. Constant hashkach in life, the good and the bad. And it starts with the small things. If you can't, you know, the big things in life sometimes become, you get consumed with happiness or with, uh, or God forbid, despair. But if a person says everything that happens, you know, in life, sometimes you can see it right away, sometimes you can't see it. Rabbi Kiva used to say, everything God does is for the good. Everything that God does is good. His Rebbe say, even now, when I can't say it, it's always for the good. It's not this that it's for the good. It's everything Hashem does is custom-made for us and for the world at large. The more we see it, the better we'll be and the happier we'll be. That's what we hold today. And how have I, I'm sure you should listen to this class over, whether on your traffic or on your walk, but really, this is honestly gold. It's posh gold. It's not only is it gold, it's the essence of a joke. Hold it.